0: Go ye, kids. The rest of us. Let's turn again to Matthew chapter five. Matthew chapter five, our sixth in the Sermon on the Mount, the greatest sermon that was ever preached. And, and uh, sometimes you think, Wow, we're spending so much time in, in the Sermon on the Mount—six sermons—and and, and uh, Tonight, we are hopefully get through um, all the way up to verse 16, and then we need to understand something, is the people that heard this sermon when Jesus preached it got 90% of what's taking us six weeks to get in five minutes. Uh, And so... Uh, we won't uh, pat ourselves on the back for being nearly as thorough as uh, we ought to. These, these were things that uh, most of the people that heard Jesus understood what he was talking about. Maybe not in all the nuance and different things that we're trying to bring out here, but certainly when Jesus gave those series of blessings or states of blessedness, you, we didn't have to spend so much time understanding what poor in spirit was because those people knew what poor really is. And uh, many of them were just at a subsistence level. And uh, we want to look through this thing and we come down here to finally as you work your way through to the point of being a peacemaker. A peacemaker is a soul winner. It's someone who brings the peace of God to the life of another individual. Someone who gives the gospel. And, uh, you know, if we're not careful, we try to start out there and do this without the foundation of the work of the Lord in our hearts. And... uh, I've met some people over the years, and uh, they're just like uh, wild, wild west cowboy Christians. I got my gospel six-shooters, and I'm going to go win some souls. And boy, I'll tell you what, that doesn't work for God. You can get people to pray prayers all day long if you want, but if you want to see people saved, who does the saving? Jesus does, doesn't he? And he gives us the duty of taking that message. And as we studied last week, he says, ye are the salt of the earth. If you want to be the salt of the earth, you've got to take care of those Beatitudes. You have to have those blessings in your life. That is what makes you have the savor of Jesus Christ. Amen? And then he gives us one more picture here of godliness. If you are going to enter into the kingdom of God, you will be salt and you will be light. How many of you have ever been in a place where the lights just went out? Uh, Always makes me nervous riding the subway. If you remember the old number seven trains, every time you went over a junction or something, the lights went out in all the cars. Does anybody remember that? And uh uh that just always made me nervous. I was just so glad the lights were always on in the car behind or the car in front. Uh uh the idea of, of a being trapped down there underground and then all the lights go out. That just that just bothers me. Uh, Even though the boogeyman hasn't snuck into the car or uh, any of those things, uh, uh, nothing's going to crawl out from under the train and suck you in or any of that foolishness that they do. Um, But I just don't like the idea of being left in the dark. Do you? But this world in which we live is in darkness. I mean, you stop and think about All of the foolishness that has gone on in our country this week. If you are not just a little upset about our president signing that bill, it's only because you don't know what was in it. Uh, It it was a a travesty. Yeah, it was the, the finally made a deal. But you know who was praising the deal? are senators from New York. And if they're for it, I'll tell you what, all good Americans ought to be against it. And, and uh, uh, I didn't follow all the details, just picked up a few commentators here and there, just enough to know that the only reason that thing happens is because somebody couldn't see what they were doing. You see, people... We live in a dark world. And it's getting darker, is it not? And uh, the, Jesus wants us to be the light. He, say, he doesn't say you will be or you should desire to be. He says, verse 13, ye are the salt of the earth. Verse 14, ye are the light of the world. How many of you have ever been sleeping? Rooms all dark and you just uh, just enjoying that comatose level of not knowing anything going on and all of a sudden somebody flips on the lights and makes a lot of noise and wakes you up. I'll tell you what, that's a traumatic situation, is it not? Uh, that, that will disturb you. And uh, yet... If we're going to be the light of this world in a dark world, men love what? Darkness rather than light? Why? Because their deeds are evil. When you start showing light, shining light on things, I'll tell you what, you start upsetting people. Kind of like rubbing salt in a wound. Uh, Do you think Jesus was not missing that connection there, that characterization. Light is not always pleasant. Let's read the rest of it here. He said, A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now this is what we're supposed to do. I don't know how many of you have ever seen a city on a hill. And in, uh, in the land of Israel, there were lots of mountains. And so you might be journeying through uh, the plains and there weren't streetlights and all of the things that we have today. How many of you have ever seen one of those pictures that Uh, NASA has of the world in the dark. And and you see the outlines of the continents and all these lights in different places. If you look at Africa, there's this line of light that goes right down the Nile River and the rest of it's almost completely dark because that's where the life is in Egypt is there uh, by the river where the water is. I remember as a young man... Oh, probably only about eight years old, my dad took us camping in central Pennsylvania. It was a boys' group and we all went up there. There was about uh, 30 or 40 of us all together in the church bus and I had the privilege of riding in the back of the pickup truck. Uh, can't do that anymore, but uh, that used to be one of the blessings of life. And you'd have the air blown and we just laid down in the back of the pickup truck. And it was about 40 degrees out there, going up into the mountains. And and I'll tell you what, just looking, and we pulled up, and you could look down in the valley and see the lights of the city down there. And it was just Just gorgeous. And I can still remember that all those years later. Yeah, it was a lot of years ago. We're not going to tell how many. But uh, a city that is set on a hill, it cannot be hid. If you want a modern day, or more modern, it's World War II. They had the blackout shades. And uh, they actually had people in America walking up. Praise God, it was never necessary. London the bombers would come and if you had window light shining out your window they were going to aim for that light and so they had wardens walk the streets of london making sure that there was not one glimmer of light and sometimes the germans would come and the british had worked out some pretty interesting things they had all, radar was a new thing they were already interfering and making trying to trick the uh, German radar into thinking that they were somewhere where they weren't. And sometimes they were very successful, and the Germans would drop their bombs in other places. But uh, all too often, they were right there. The Bible says we're to let our lights so shine before men. We are to let people see our good works. We are to let them see the love of Jesus Christ. Do you realize that 90% of people who call themselves Christians are trying to get to heaven by doing good works. And and I hope that you get this. I don't try, mean to belabor the point, but the most selfish person in the world is the one who is trying to get to heaven by good works because... If you weren't such a poor, miserable slob that needed their help, how in the world would they have something good to do to get themselves closer to God? And I know that's the inverse of what the world teaches, but you always have to look for the truth in what the Bible says. You see, we do good works as servants of the Lord Jesus Christ, not to earn our way to heaven. I do not need your problems to make myself a better Christian. Do you see how selfish that is? How downright wicked that kind of thinking is. I'm going to earn my way to heaven by doing good works. We do good works because we don't have to do them to earn our way to heaven. We do good works because Jesus made us free. So that we can serve Him. No Strings attached. No hooks. No. Well, you scratch, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. No, no. Somebody gave me one of those little things from the Philippines. It's got a little hand on the back. And I'll tell you what. Scratch your own back. Amen. Don't take advantage of someone else's pain. Let your light so shine. Now, light is one of those interesting things. And I'll try not to be too tedious tonight. But uh, uh, I I just, I am fascinated with what light can do. We have light in this auditorium. And I, I love these new lights. Our electric bill went down $100 last month. And I expect it to go down even more this coming month. Because those lights give us the same amount of light from 6 watts of power where the old lights used 60 watts of power. That is a 90% reduction. I'll tell you what, I like LED lights. I never have light. Those little fluorescent things. They're dangerous, they're full of poison, and they don't work that well. That must be why our former president loved them so much. But uh, this is the light of the future, using 10% of the energy to produce the same amount of light. Isn't that pretty cool? But see, light has to have a source. Light does not just show up. It's got to be produced. Are we together here? This is why Jesus says, You're the light of the world. Light has to be produced, and it's an amazing thing. The old uh, light bulbs had a tungsten filament that was cut. You ever look in there and see that little curlicue thing? Uh, You ought to, if you want an interesting study, Albert Einstein, I mean, um, Thomas Edison was not smart enough to know how to cut tungsten. And so he hired a guy to figure it out for him. And that's where we get our light uh, incandescent bulbs is that bright tungsten uh, metal there that heats up and emits light. You know what? Tungsten is not light. It's one of the most... uh, uh, most strong and stable uh, steel products we use in our nuclear submarines. I went into a machine shop one time and I looked at the uh, the shop that was there. I was trying to find a special fastener. and He says, we deal mostly in titanium here. And he handed me a bolt that was this big around, about that long. And I said, wow. He says, we make these for the nuclear submarines. This is what holds the... Uh, cooling pipes together so that when they're down underwater and under all that pressure, they won't break. I said, man, that's cool. Can I have one? No, those things are 500 bucks or whatever they were, a bolt. And I said, okay, well, here, you take it back. I don't want to hold on to that much money. And um, yet you shave that same metal into that thin little curlicue and it makes light when it's heated with electricity an amazing thing. How many of you have ever taken a candle into a dark room? Now, it doesn't work like it does on the movies. Have you ever seen that? Sit there, psh, you hear the mass, matches and it's totally dark and all of a sudden you see everything in the room. That doesn't work with a candle. Uh, you, you've got to have something else there, but... if we were able to completely black out this auditorium no light from the outside and put one little candle up here you'd be amazed at how much light that one candle produced but my favorite illustration is if we brought the screen down and put a thousand watt halogen flood lamp on the front you know what we'd see on the screen we would see the shadow of the candle, would we not? Because the light would not pass through the wax. But we would also see the shadow of the flame because of the soot and the things that are being burned in that flame would not let the light pass through that flame just as well as uh, the surrounding air. And so we would get a shadow from the flame. See light has to be produced. Who is the source of light? Jesus said I am the light of the world, didn't he? But right here he says ye are the light of the world. How does that work? Well, who lives in you, my friend? Jesus does. Who are we supposed to shine? We are supposed to take the love of Jesus to the world in which we live. Amen? The best the world can do is that flickering candle. But I'll tell you what, the love of God is that incredibly white, bright, pure light. You can do so many things with light. We can't even explain it in our greatest thing, uh, science books and laboratories, aren't you glad that the light produced by these bulbs doesn't work like a laser beam? Otherwise you'd come in and you'd be blinded immediately forever, burning the sockets right out of your eyes. You can take a laser beam and blow a hole through an inch of solid steel. How many of you remember with the Somali pirates, the new weapon that the, the Navy was using? They actually had a laser on the ship and they blew a hole right into the block of the outboard motor that was running the pirates' boat. And so they're there putting around, we're going to kill these people if you don't do what we say. And all of a sudden, put, put, put. And they're just floating in the water with the Navy destroyer looking right down at them. You know what their next thing was? We surrender! We surrender! After half of them were dead. And uh, I'll tell you, you can do that with light. Aren't you glad God made light different? All the different facets of light. My mother in central Pennsylvania got water from a spring that was in the side of the mountain. Her great grandfather dug the spring. 12 foot square, 12 foot deep. And you should have seen all the wonderful things. There were salamanders that long floating in the bottom. And uh, of course, with that kind of wildlife in there, you know, the old timers say, hey, yeah, if the salamanders are living in there, it's good water. Well, they put things in the water that you wouldn't want to drink, my friend. And so I began doing a little research I said, what can we do to purify this water? And uh, the one guy says, well, you can dump chlorine in it and kill everything and see if that'll work. So we, we tried that and he said, but the best thing is to get an ultraviolet light and it will kill all the bacteria as it comes into the house and it'll make the water clean and pure to drink. Light does that. You see, we are, we're not hoping to be, we're not trying to be. We are the light of the world. Plants grow because of light. Have you ever thought about maple syrup being nothing but condensed sunlight? That's really what it is. It's the sun that shines on the tree and makes the tree start drawing up all of that uh, water from the ground and then you put a little tap in the base of the tree and you can fill a big tree. You can get two or three gallons of sap every day. And it takes 50 gallons of sap to make one gallon of good old maple syrup. So next time Brother Hiram hands out maple syrup, if we're up there, realize that 50 gallons to 1. That is an amazing ratio. But what makes that syrup sweet? It's the sunlight on the tree. Much science fiction has been written over the years of somebody learning to harness photosynthesis for a power source. Do you realize how much power is generated by all of these trees and living things to produce all of the green and the nutrients that we need to eat? How do you get yellow corn out of brown dirt? God made all those things and light is what makes it work. If you take a corn seed and stick it in the closet, all you're going to get is one little spindly shoot and it'll die. But you put it out in the field where God's good sun can shine on it every day and you'll get three or four ears of corn at the end of the growing season. Oh, how many more things could we talk about light? But how many of you know that light can be absorbed? At 300 feet below sea level, it becomes as pitch black as it does in the deepest caves. Because the light can only go so far. You know what? God's light is only going to go in this world where God's people go. Ye are the light. How do I make my light shine? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they that which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. If you want to make your light shine, that's how you make it shine. That's how you do good works. That's how God's blessings are shown. And uh, let's just turn to John chapter 1. We've got to get these verses in here as we talk about light. John chapter 1. Verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. In him was life. In Jesus is life. And that life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Every time I talk about light, I've got to say this. Aren't you glad that light puts out the darkness? Darkness has never put out the light. Never works that way. You turn on a light, and the darkness always leaves. You think God had something to do with that? Only in the horror movies does the darkness put out the light. And that's because it's all fake anyway. You and I, we are not trying to hope to be the light of the world. We are not trying to make ourselves the light of the world. The Bible says, ye are. And if that light is to shine into this world, if that light is to show the goodness of Jesus Christ, tell you, sometimes we walk around and they accuse us, and sometimes rightly so, of being sad sack Christians. How many of you know what I mean by that? It looks like you were baptized in pickle juice and preserved with a lemon stuck in your mouth like the little pig, you know? And just sitting there sour and and uh, I, I had a preacher explain that. He said I just have an angry resting face. And I said, man, I, I, I wish I could use that excuse but, uh, uh, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. You can't be the light of the world with an angry, resting face. He's supposed to fix that. Amen? He's supposed to help us because we need to let this world know our God is not dead. You know, every once in a while Hollywood tries to... Make something. You remember that movie? God is dead. And then they put a little knot in there. And they were trying to trick people into believing, into watching this movie that God is not dead. And, well, if you're really questioning that, do you think a movie is going to help you? I'll tell you what's going to help you is meeting someone who knows Jesus Christ. That's what's going to help you. Wants you to pray. Um, we had someone call the church. He says, you know me. He said, you've been talking to me for years. He said, I'm finally going to come to church. So, you pray for him. I'm not going to give you his name. You, Some of you might even recognize him when he shows up. He was here a couple of times years ago. He says, but I'm tired. He said, this Pope, he said, he's just... He says, you don't even have to believe in God anymore to be saved. He said, that's not right. And I said, you're exactly correct. That's not right. Uh, I'm going to agree with you on that one. And so, just just pray for him. Just had knee an replacement and can't move up and down stairs, but Lord willing, in a few weeks, we're going to see him. And I'll tell you what. He says, I know you guys. You guys are on the level. Do you think a little light shot across the street to the apartment building? Amen? This is, this is what he's talking about. Sometimes it takes a long time. But you be faithful. And how about cheerful? Because that's what shows the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. And all God's people said. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray that you would help us.